Welcome, friends. This is your host, Holly, from The Healing Hall. If you are not willing to learn, no one can help you. If you are determined to learn, no one can stop you. By Zig Ziglar. Welcome to Detox Monday. I'm going to tell you how I detoxed my body. Vagus nerve I'm going to start with. The vagus nerve is responsible for your parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous system response. It runs from your brain all the way throughout your body. It goes, um, there's actually thousands of nerve endings that connect to your belly button, to your stomach. And it communicates with your microbiome in your stomach. Your microbiome sends messages through it to the brain to say, hey, we need food or we need water or whatever it needs, it's going to tell you through this system. So it's quite remarkable how the vagus nerve um, functions and works for us. In my journey, because of my abuse, I was stuck in a fight or flight or freeze response. And that's your sympathetic nervous system response. With autoimmune diseases in general, we are hypersensitive. We are, our bodies are like high alert. Um, You have a cytokine storm a lot of times. That's how you find out there's something wrong is the systems are just on high alert and they're not turning off. I use deep breathing to reset the system. It was quite effective. I did box breathing and box breathing is where you take a deep breath in through your nostrils. You hold for a certain amount of seconds. I do five to 10 seconds or more. Then you release your breath. And when you release all the breath from your lungs, you push a little more because there's always a little bit more breath. And then you hold it again for however long you can hold your breath. So for me, it's five to 10 seconds or more. Um, The goal with deep breathing is to increase your breath and the amount that you can take in and the amount you can hold. So that way, throughout your regular day, you're breathing less. So you're taking in more breath, more air, but you're breathing less. So that's the ultimate goal with deep breathing to calm the body, to be able to have your system work better with your oxygen. Now the, um, the box breathing I would do this every time adrenaline would be released. So my adrenaline um, would release just no matter what. I mean, there didn't need to be a scary situation and I would just drop some adrenaline. So somebody could say, do you want plastic or paper at the checkout at the grocery store? And my adrenaline would release. Not an appropriate response for the question, right? It, It wasn't scary. They're asking for paper or plastic. That little bit of panic in me that, oh my God, do I want, do I want plastic? Do I want paper? What do I want? What do I want? Um, And my adrenaline would release. I did this 
every single time for two months, my adrenal would release every single time. And it took me that entire two months to reset it. So finally, there was a situation, I don't even remember what it was, but it was one where like, it really was upsetting. It was justified to be, to to have some adrenaline be released and my body didn't react. And I noticed it because it was an event that my adrenaline should have released. And then I thought, how beautiful is this? Because Really, there's a purpose for having adrenaline. It's there in case you need to dart away from a moving vehicle or a lion comes after you or a dog attack. You know, there's a purpose to run or to freeze or to, um, you know, I guess if a gunman's coming after you and you need to be quiet and you need to freeze, it's it's appropriate to freeze in those moments. But um, for me it was happening in inappropriate times. It was happening. It was an inappropriate response and it was happening all the time. Even a lot of times before I go to bed, it was, it was affecting my sleep. I don't know about you, but you have an adrenaline release right before you go to bed, you're not going to go to bed. Um, and if you do eventually fall asleep, it's not going to be restful. That's how I reset that response. There's lots of ways to actually reset the vagus nerve. Um, you can Chiropractic care can actually help with that. Uh, acupuncture, meditation, yoga. Um, if you Google the vagus nerve and lowering that sympathetic response, you, there there's lots of different ways to use. I use the deep breathing um, because I had such a problem. It was something I could do on the spot every time to retrain my brain. And that's what I did. It has stayed that way. And re- realistically, even if there is a response where, uh, a, or even if there is a situation where there's a, 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 a need for the response, a sympathetic response, a lot of times it's better to be more in that parasympathetic state anyways, because you have a level head. You can think clearly I don't think clearly when I have adrenaline releasing. So it's it allows you to go after a situation in a completely different perspective with a clear mind. And so it's it's sort of a gift that I have given myself. Next would be the penile gland. The penile gland um, is part of a system. It's part of your AC unit, your furnace of your body. So um, it's the essence of self. And they have said there are two crystals that that reside within the penile gland that vibrate to each other. And they're sending this vibration throughout your body. What happens with the penile gland is it gets calcified. It gets calcified. There's lots of different reasons why um, being inactive, being a couch potato, um, aluminum, chlorine, fluoride's a huge one, uh, mercury. all these ways to calcify your penile gland problem to not be able to be connected with your own energy. How do you reset the penile gland? There's a couple different ways. I used one that I got from Dr. Group. There's a seminar he did that I, I watched 
and it taught about using high iodine, which really I wasn't getting much iodine at all. And it's, it's a mistake to not have iodine in your body. Um, especially if, um, you have issues with your thyroid, your thyroid needs iodine to function properly. So, um, we, especially with the American standard diet, it's definitely lacking in iodine. So sea vegetables naturally is where you would get it. Seafood is where you would get iodine naturally. I take a supplement for that, a liquid supplement. I chose the high iodine um, method. Now, high iodine has its dangers. So you always want to check with your doctor first before you try anything. I chose the high iodine method. You do high iodine for a year and it helps decalcify the penile gland. Also, um, you can hum, you can chant. So chanting like, um, like in yoga, um, a lot of yoga will start with a a chant or end with a chant and that is going, those vibrations will decalcify that penile gland. Singing is another way. So it's super important. Your penile gland is connected with your thyroid, your thalamus, your hypothalamus, and those system, that system right there is what is controlling your hot and cold sensitivity. So when my neurologist told me that, oh, it's your MS, right? It's your MS while you're not sweating. It's your MS. Um, if we just take that answer and, and say, okay, it's my MS. There must be a lesion somewhere. Well, where would the lesion be? Um, the system that runs your body would have to be affected, right? You go and you fix the system that's broken. I went in and started navigating my thyroid, navigating my penile gland, navigating my thalamus. Some say the skin is the largest organ of the body. Um, I believe it's the fascia tissue, but, um, skin comes next. A lot of us are not using our skin. It is one of the main ways we detox our body. So if we're not sweating, we're not detoxing. So infrared sauna, I love, I use my infrared sauna, um, to sweat and boy, do I sweat. There's like a pool underneath me when I'm done. Um, I, I like Dr. Ben Lynch. He made the suggestion to wear, um, a, like a designated outfit to go into the sauna. So it helps absorb the sweat. So I like the fact that he does that and I haven't done it yet, but, um, I might, I might do that because it is a lot of cleanup, um, otherwise. So the infrared sauna and I started super low. I started at the lowest setting for 10 minutes and then I increased my temperature for 10 minutes and then I increased the temperature until I got to the highest temperature. Then I started to increase my time by five minutes, um, until Eventually, I got to the highest setting. I got to um, an hour in the sauna. I can sit there at the highest temp for an hour and um, feel great afterwards. Also, a hot bath. Getting into a hot bath, an Epsom salt bath. Um, Epsom salt is magnesium sulfate. Um, so you're going to be absorbing some magnesium into your body, which we all need. So, And it's, it detoxes the skin, number one. And if it's a hot bath, you're sweating. So you get the benefit of both the hot water 
and the Epsom salt. You want to make sure with the Epsom salt, you are checking to make sure there are no added fragrances or chemicals in it because um, there are some bad ones out there. So EWG, Think Dirty app, or Yucca, like the plant um, app. Those are all going to tell you if you scan the Epsom salt, whether it's a safe one or not. Um, I use a half of a cup to a cup of Epsom salt in my bath every single night. I sit in there for a, a minimum of a half an hour and I just relax. My, my family actually calls it my office because I'm in there so often and so long. They even put a TV in there so that I can sit and watch TV. But it's, it's funny, but unless my kids sit in there with me, I've never really sat and watched TV in there. Um, I'm always busy doing other things or, or I just relax. So it's, it's nice to just sit and relax. And it also helps, and this is why it helps the muscles because it's magnesium. That is another way to detox the skin. And then there's exercise, exercise, get out and exercise and sweat. So the sweat, what is it releasing? It can get mold out. It can get heavy metals out. It can get the toxins out of your body. And, and that's what its purpose is. And if you're constantly breaking out, um, this is going to be probably uh, why, because your, your skin, you have toxins in there and you're not sweating to get them out. So I've had issues with my skin for, um, gosh, 20 years about. So I know, and my skin started to clear up, um, a lot just with doing the detoxing. And when you detox, that is a side effect is these um, little, like I would get rashes on my arms, sometimes on my chest. So this is a um, side effect of detoxing because it's your body pushing these this toxic crud out of your body. Is your intestines. Um, intestines are, are pretty simple because you're just cleaning out the tube, right? You do want to definitely check with your doctor before doing any type of um, colon cleanse or any of the other cleanses that I'm going to suggest. Um, with the intestines, it's Epsom salt. It's the same thing. It's magnesium sulfate. Uh, and I did, I purchased a course on liver and gallbladder. Um, so this is from Dr. Jonathan Landsman. Then the liver and gallbladder cleanse. So this is actually the first part to it because you first clean the colon. So you clean that colon, then you go into the liver and gallbladder cleanse. They're together because they're right next to each other and you clean them the same way. So with the liver and gallbladder, you're, um, you do eight ounces of extra virgin organic olive oil, and you follow that eight ounces of 100% pure organic grapefruit juice. So the olive oil is going to coat the um, liver and the gallbladder and flush it out. The Both the gallbladder and the liver love fat. They love fat, and that is how they actually transport the um, fat-soluble vitamins is through fat. So if you're not eating fat, 
those vitamins are are going to have a hard time getting through your body. So your D's, your A's, your K's, your E's, your fat soluble vitamins. The oil goes and flushes it and it gets that bile sludge. So there's bile sludge, just like when you go and you change your oil on your car. You're getting fresh oil. You're getting the sediments out. The same thing happens in your gallbladder. There's sediment in there. There's sludge and it's been there for a long time and it is toxic. So you don't want to mess with whatever comes out of you. You just want to let it go and flush it away. The gallbladder and liver, they contract when you have the grapefruit juice. So then it's pushing this stuff out and then you go to bed. You want to try to sleep on your right side so that way it's that stuff, the oil in the grapefruit juice is really coating that liver and the gallbladder. And then in the morning, you follow up with one teaspoon of the magnesium sulfate and eight ounces of water again. Now, sometimes I'm not going to lie. Olive oil is disgusting <laughs> to drink. Um, sometimes I can only get four ounces down and it's still been effective. I get to the four ounce mark and I'm like, okay, that's it. I, I can't do anymore. <laughs> There's been very few times I've, I've been able to do the eight ounces. Um, but that is the protocol and that cleans out the liver and the gallbladder. Also, there's a coffee enema. Um, the coffee enema, uh, you always want organic coffee. I get the bean so that way I grind it myself so it's fresh. Just regular caffeinated coffee bean. And then you grind it at your home because you don't want other people's grounds in yours. Two quarts of water and boil it. Then I turn it off. I let it get down to room temperature. You do not want to make the mistake of putting hot liquid up your colon. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna, just gonna throw that cautionary out there because that is not going to feel good. You take the liquid that is now at room temperature. I just use a regular old, old fashioned enema bag and let gravity feed it in there. I have a bench in my bathroom that I lay on. So about a cup is what I, I put in there. If you do too much, it's going to come out quickly. Um, and my husband and I have a sort of a gross, funny story about that. So, um, the bench is right by our bathtub and neither one of us, uh, cause I made him do it too. <laughs> I made him do one. We couldn't get to the toilet. I do it first. I'm, I had some that came out later, actually, after that. I let it sit in there for 15 to 20 minutes and I lay on my right side. You want to do some deep breathing because your instincts is going to be to push it right back out. You just want to deep breathe and just relax and let the liquid flow into the liver area and the gallbladder. The coffee and the caffeine does not affect you as if you drink it, so you're not going to get a coffee rush. Um, it is going to make your liver and your gallbladder contract. That is um, the caffeine is necessary for it to contract. So that is how that works. So then when it contracts, it's then going to push this um, the sludge and the bile out. What I do is I grab my empty bag when I'm done. I keep the catheter portion in my anus and I walk over to the toilet now. So that is how I do it. And it, it has other than that very first time, it ran smoothly. But that first time, we did a lot of things wrong. We put too much liquid in, number one. 
Number two, we decided to take the syringe out before thinking we were going to get up and go walk to the toilet. Like that was not going to happen. So anyways, lots of issues there (laughs) with that very first time, but a funny gross story now. So now you know about it. Secrets out of the bag. Next is the kidneys. Kidneys is more of a flush. So lots of water. Um, It took me probably four months, maybe anywhere from two to four months to reset my kidneys. I had bladder issues for years, years and years and years, leaking urine, um, having to go to the bathroom multiple times, waking up six times a night to go to the bathroom. Um, So I I had many, many issues with my bladder with um, nobody being able to help me with it. Um, So what did I do? I took a cranberry supplement, which is high in vitamin C. I also took a cran- 100% pure organic cranberry juice, four ounces of it every night. So that flushes out the kidney. You want to, at this time, stay away from sugars. Even though there's sugar technically in the juice, other than that, you want to stay away from the sugars while you're cleansing this out you um, because it's going to exasperate the problem. So you don't want to be have, putting sugar in your body at this at this time. If you're going to eat fruit, low glycemic fruits, things like that. Really what helps it, it's not so much the cranberry juice. I use cranberry juice. I recommend cranberry juice, but it's the high vitamin C is what's repairing the kidney. So that and flushing it and just you flush it. So Finally, I reset mine. I no longer have bladder issues. I don't wake up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom even one time. I don't have to rush to the bathroom every five seconds. I don't leak urine anymore. It's, uh, it, it, it happened pretty quickly. It reversed itself pretty quickly. So that's my suggestion for that. Um, again, with any of this, check with your doctor first. The pancreas... Again, avoiding those sugars. So if you want to treat the pancreas and the kidney at the same time, it's avoiding the sugars. So just eliminating those sugars, allowing it to repair. What also helps actually the pancreas is um, flushing out the liver and the gallbladder because what happens when we hold our urine or if we're constipated or any of that sort of stuff, it gets backed up. It goes back into the system. So it goes back into the pancreas. So now you're putting bacteria that is toxic, that is waste, back into your pancreas. And um, it's it's really not healthy for your body. So if you have to go to the bathroom, don't hold it. Get it out. In a toilet, obviously. <laughs> And then lastly, your mind. My gosh, your mind. Uh, a lot of times that is what's preventing you from, from healing is your mind. You, you think you can't. You think um, the negative thinking. Ask yourself, who would I be without this negative thought? Who would I be without this negative thought? Put a, Replace it with a positive one. If you're thinking, oh, I'm ugly, think, oh, I'm pretty. You know, who would you be? Finding your core values. Um, is crucial to your mental wellness. Um, If you're not living your core values, you're not going to be happy. You're not going to be satisfied with your life. So I learned this in a course I took with Matt Rowe and Tracy Hill, which was phenomenal. And 
they teach you how to find your core values, how to live in your light, how to live your authentic self. So you write down 50 words, 100 if you can, positive about yourself. Then you start crossing them off. You narrow it down to playful and spontaneous. So then if you you think, oh, I'm more, I'm more playful. So then you would cross off spontaneous. So you just go through the words and you cross off the ones that are um, not as true as the others. And then you narrow it down to 20. Then you narrow it down to 15. Then you narrow it down to 10. And then it's going to get hard. Because those last 10 words are going to be hard. And then you start comparing them because you might have two words that are very similar, but one's more true to you. So you could have something like, I'm nice, but then I'm kind. And really, they're two separate words. So which one's more true to you? So you start comparing the words, looking up the definitions, and picking the word that is more true to you. And eventually, you'll end up with your three core values. And then you live in those. Then you go and you evaluate your life. So one of mine is balance. So is am I balanced? Is my life balanced? Am, am I doing this in a balance? So when I now when I set off to do anything, I look at my core values. Joy, balance, compassion. Those are mine. So when I set off to do anything, am I is this bringing me joy? Do I have compassion in what I'm doing? Is there balance? So those three always run through my mind in anything I set off to do. Am I living in these core values? It is really a powerful exercise to know um, and to live by. So that for your mental health is amazing. I then took an individual class with Tracy Hill. We all have heard pretty much about affirmations. And if you haven't, it's where you say something positive about yourself every day. So if if you wake up and you say, I'm a winner, right? <laughs> but Tracy brought up a point that maybe our ego doesn't think we're a winner. So it's going to like that. It's going to be in the back of our mind saying, no, you're not. Nope. You're not a winner. You're not a winner. Like, Great job trying to do that affirmation, but we we know better. You, you're not a winner, right? You're, you, you, just, you just fell on your face yesterday. Definitely not a winner. So instead of saying you're a winner, you add if. So there are affirmations instead of affirmations. So for example, if I was successful... So there's your, your, it's about success. You're saying if, if I was successful, I would have a million followers, right? So that, so then you start doing these affirmations every day. So the difference between an affirmation and an information is the affirmation on success is I am successful, I am going to have a million followers. So that's an affirmation. But if you're doing an information with the same statement, it would be, if I was successful, I would have a million followers. Another one, if I was smart, I would have a degree. So you do these affirmations for yourself of things you want, things you want to become, and you do them every day 
and you tell yourself that, not that you can't, not that it's out of reach, not letting your ego get in the way saying, nope, you just fell on your face yesterday. Definitely not going to be successful today. You know, like that ego likes to pop in and it's never positive. So you want um, your ego to, to go on the back burner with, with this and what if, what if I was successful? You know, what if I had a million dollars? What if I was an Olympian? What if, what if? So anyways, um, mental health, cleaning up your health, cleaning up your emotions. These emotions are said to live in your organs. So if your organs are sick, also check your mind because those feelings reside within you. So you have to release them and let them go. I hope this has been helpful for you all. I will see you next week for more information on how to get your health. I wanted to add one quick tip that I forgot to put in with the liver and gallbladder. If you take biosalts, biosalts dissolve stones. So biosalts will help before doing any of these liver uh, detoxes. I personally took them. Um, there's, there is a biosalt called Stonebreaker. I took that for a month, but prior to attempting a liver cleanse. So I wanted to add that in there, um, because I completely forgot to put it in there. Anyways, I will see you guys next week. Remember it's your life. It's your health. Take charge because healing is possible.